How are we doing, everyone? And welcome to episode 28 of Talking to Mod. I'm very excited this week because we have the bass player from a band that I absolutely adore at the moment. And that band is the Mary Wallopers. And her name is Roisin. Let's get on with it. Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax and enjoy Talking to Mod. Oh, there it is. Hello. What's, what's the crack? What is the crack? Fuck off. Am I allowed to curse? Oh, listen, do what the fuck you want on this. It's right. so laid back. Fuck off, to be honest, anyways. <laughs> fucking, like, when I first met you, it was you who couldn't talk. And, like, the last few days, I've been fucked with my voice, man. Like, I feel absolutely fucked today. Really? Bad, bad, bad. But, you know, you we, we're professionals. We pull through you it. No, we have to. Uh, always put on well, a show. That's it. I've gone for the uh, the trusted lemon, honey, and boiling water. I mean, I'm, I like to put a little bit of ginger in there as well now and then. Ooh, but we know, mm. um, nah, we ain't got none in the house, so I'm pretty disappointed about that. Try some uh, paracetamol is good if you're on the norfen. I prefer paracetamol over it for acting with your throat. I find it it works a bit better. I know something like when I when I used to have paracetamol, right? This this is not even a joke. It used to give me the worst nightmares, and I used to wake up sweating as if I pissed the bed. No way! I'm not what even, that is this mad, isn't honestly, it? Honestly, so I, I refuse to like have it and all that, and that's the truth. Like, it's it's such a weird thing. It's such a weird thing. And anyway, how are you? Good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I am. Um, I'm good. I I went on my first ever holiday. Uh, there like a few days ago into Barcelona for like five days but it was my first holiday I ever booked in my life and uh, I was like whoa this is amazing uh, so it was good crack I just lay on my arse over there doing <laughs> nothing <laughs> you honestly you crack me up I don't even know if you mean to but it's just you, you, <laughs> absolutely cracked me up like for those of you who are listening to this when we first met um <laughs> was at the 100 yeah. Club, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember talking to you and you were just looking at me and I was like, she's a bit fucking rude. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and then, and then, but obviously you're not, you know, you know that, you know what I mean. Yeah, anyway. yeah. And then and they were like, oh, she can't speak at the moment. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then you got the app out, you had this app on your phone yeah. and it like, everything I was saying, and you replied through the app, it was like, Stephen Hawking yeah. sort of shit, wasn't it? It was like a less like a less advanced Stephen Hawkins really, wasn't it? Like there was <laughs> a delay, like no conversation could flow. It would take me like two minutes to get the app open and type. Oh, it was and so say funny. It. I mean first, as far as first impressions go, that's up there with one of the best really, isn't it? <laughs> After that, I was I was Don, I'm so sick. After that, the day after, I ended up in the hospital in Glasgow. No way. I, I was. Ju- I I just had such bad tonsillitis, and I was. Ru- I I just didn't want to give in and be like, "Oh, I know I'm really bad. That I need to just get like an IV into me." But I was like, "Oh, fuck that! It doesn't matter." And then I was going to the airport, and I was like, "Why is my like chest so sore? Like I was like dying." But uh, I went up and just went to Glasgow Hospital, NHS there. Amazing. The NHS is amazing. How did you feel when you were on the actual stage doing the show? Do you remember? I 
felt like death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, felt for yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you should. I. The lads even were like, don't do the gig. They were like, stay in bed. But I'm a stubborn fucker, like. So I was like, no, I'm not in London for no reason. I was like, I'm getting out and doing that gig, but. <laughs> I was sweating no. profusely, but I mean, we got there. Like a gig happened, a great gig at that, Mister Mod. Uh, I, I I tried. I turned up, didn't I? That's the most. Oh, it was so crack like it's just. I loved it. And it what, what, yeah, it was good. Have you, have you been to that venue never, before? Never. No, I've only ever like heard about it. It's it's fucking iconic, mate. Yeah. Honestly, like the bands. You think of the people who have performed there. It's it's crazy. And that's what I liked about yeah. it. It's been on my tick list for a while and um, the right gig come up and it's just, you go there, the history. I mean, you think of how many people have walked through them doors, yeah. you know, heroes, you know, people who I idolise. And while I'm on that one, like, what, what sort of music and heroes were your inspirations growing up? Oh, I was kind of a bit all over the place, I suppose, growing up. Like, uh, I was raised, He's like my father, he would play a lot of music in the house. So it was tunes like The Pogues, but then like Rage Against the Machine. Like, yeah, anything and everything. A lot of Queen, Rage Against, yeah, a lot of like heavier stuff as well. Like a lot of two-tone kind of ska as well my our lad was listening to, as well as like kind of trad kind of mixes. And then as I got older, I just, I kind of stuck with the heavier mm. stuff, became a little rocker was into all the, the rock music going, growing up and then the older I got then I kind of got more into jazz and all so my my like inspirations and heroes have kind of changed as I've gotten older and kind of grew, grew into an artist kind of more like now I'm a lot more influenced by uh, a lot of jazz musicians I suppose more so because just their kind of drive I'm just like whoa and tunes. So people like Esperanza Spalding, Cecil Taylor, Ornate Coleman, again, these them two guys are like free jazz musicians. Really kind of I like normal jazz, but I do like jazz that kind of pushes the boundary but more and music that makes you uncomfortable, I enjoy. You know, it, it it's beautiful because it, it evokes a reaction that you can't stop. You know, like someone's kind of visceral reaction to something like so yeah I, yeah mainly jazz people now i'm trying to think i listen to an awful lot of like grime music <laughs> do ya do ya yeah. i wasn't expecting that I, I think it's class like i think it's so good <laughs> you know who who's that um i'll tell you what this is my guilty pleasure uh you know post malone right he's yeah early. yeah yeah He's a, his first album, I think, his debut album, right? And that, um, you know, Dave, yes. the rapper. Yes, right? yeah, yeah. So me and the missus were watching the TV the other day, and, and I don't know why. Like, I think there was um, a Dave song was in the background, and, and she's like, what's this shit? And I was like, oh, it's Dave, it's class. And like, I just felt a moment where I looked out, like, I didn't even have to look. I was like, she's giving me the biggest, like, yeah. evils. You know, uh, I've yeah, just said yeah, Dave yeah. is class. And she's like you like this music? I was like, oh, it's all right. You know, I like his first couple of albums and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Try yeah, explaining yeah. that. But I'm, I mean, you mentioned an absolute cracker of a band there at the beginning. You said the Pogues, right? Now, when yes. I first saw you guys, it was so, so, like, you could see the inspirations that you've all had together, you know, like with the Dubliners, the Pogues. And for me, I mean, my old 
man, my dad used to, he got me into that sort of music with the Pogues, the Dubliners, and I think it's absolutely class. Now, when I saw you guys, and it's not me like blowing smoke, because I, I, I said it to you guys, like when I first met, saw you, I never heard of you. No, 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 that, that's come across wrong. I heard of you, but I never really listened to your music yeah. that much, if yeah, that makes yeah, yeah. sense. Like, not that I didn't hear of you, because funny story, when I played, when I was on tour with the Brian Jonestown Massacre at the beginning of last year, we, I saw a poster at the Kentish Town Forum and it was the Mary Wallopers. And I thought, who the fuck's this band like that, right? Who are because, these lads? Like, <laughs> no, because it was like this poster of you all. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was the one where he, I can't think, you're all in a field or something and he's got his hand up like that. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, right? But I couldn't help. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help but think, shit, I've seen this poster again because, like, there was a few venues. I, I think, did you do Manchester Ritz as well? Did as far as I can remember, I nearly sure it was the Ritz, but definitely Manchester, definitely happened. So there. I saw a few posters and I couldn't help but think, what the fuck's going on here? Do you know what I mean? But at the time, I didn't proper dive into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so locked in my ways where I listened to like the Who, the Clash, the King, yeah, 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 the, yeah, you know, the Jam. And then when I saw you guys, I was like, oh fuck me! Like, and this is the honest truth. Since that first gig at the Hundred Club. You've been my favourite band. Oh. Like I have not, I know it's not a proper like band moment, is it? Do you know what I mean? Like I couldn't, couldn't wait to go and see you live. And then when I saw you at Belfast, I was completely blown away, completely blown away. And um, I want to, I want to move on to. No, in fact, before I move on to that bit, like let's talk about the crowds you have because they are fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> They're mad yokes. Like I don't even know. Like. It's, it's a bit like obviously when when you <laughs> I mean my accent stood out like a mile off right and people were like are you sure you're at the right gig here fella are you are you are you last were you supposed to be at a different gig and I was like no, listen I think they're fucking ace mate you get on this right but like the the crowds were like I weren't expecting that like yeah people crowd surfing going mental and I was like I was honestly blown away. And I can only imagine how it feels from your point of view on the stage. Right? Like, what's that like seeing people go fucking mental? Oh, I I love it. I love any form of chaos. The more chaos, the better. <laughs> but uh, seeing people like crowd surf and mosh and throw themselves around the place, it's it's class. You really just feed off the energy. Like it, it just it's such a give and take. I think with our performances, like. It, it, the audience is a big kind of participant in it as well you know as us kind of performing um <clears throat> but i'm actually really wanting to get a wireless setup uh so i can go to one of our gigs i want to go to my own gig but the only way i can do it is if i have a wireless setup and then i can go into the crowd oh mate <laughs> that would be carnage it would be carnage. i can see it now like people lifting you up like you're on someone's shoulders giving it some on the old oh. bass game. What a fucking gig this is. Just in the middle of, of like a mosh pit playing. Like it would be so funny. It, like and everyone, I just see reviews constantly of our gigs. And I'm like, I actually really want to go to one of our gigs. So, you know, they're not, they can't get another bass player because I obviously won't allow that. <laughs> so the only thing I can do is just have the wireless out. <laughs> Class. And... And the thing is that I that stood out for me the most 
is like you could just tell, of course, your friends, you know, you, but it's more like you're all family as well. The, the chemistry you've all got on yeah. the stage is there to be seen. And it, yeah. and I think that's what makes it work. So like when you're there and you're in the crowd, you feel settled down because you know the people on the stage aren't going to start fucking kicking off like you're at an Oasis gig. It's yeah, just all chilled yeah. out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's... It, it was, it's, I'd say now for the lads, like the tree guys, it was probably very like scary for them introducing new musicians into the mix because you just, you know, there's so many personalities within us. Like there's, at least when we're touring, there's like maybe nine of the 12 people with us, you know, there's so many personalities within the group, like, but we've just, I don't know, we've kind of struck gold to where we're all kind of messed up enough like that we all get on really well and you know i think uh we're we're so lucky with just our group dynamic like that we just it, it is it's like a dysfunctional family like you know it's uh we all care for each other we all look out for each other and it's even that's it's like that off stage as well you know away from tour and even like just at home if you need that and like you, you know you can just call the lads or anyone that, really that that's that's lovely to hear as well but i mean as i said I saw you guys on the stage and then after the show being with you all backstage and that it is like you could just tell it, it is just one, one big family it literally, it? and you're all just chilled yeah, out and yeah. getting on with each other and it's so refreshing to see that you know you see some bands and it, it seems like they, they they get on on stage because they have to you know yes, what i mean yeah. then to be off it and as you said the dysfunctional we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's great because when i first kind of went into the band I w the the lads like kind of introduced us to their circle of people and just everyone that they have around them is so positive and creative and wants to make something, want to be doing something. So just as myself kind of going into that circle with them, I was like, this is a great bunch. Like even just the band and then the kind of extended circle, it's all just so solid. Like there's just kind of no fools. <laughs> When was your first ever gig with the band? Do you remember that? How did that go our down? First, yeah, our first gig, um, we played in an old jailhouse in Dundalk um, in, as the first uh, gig as like a bigger unit. Mm. And uh, I don't know what I can say and what I can't say in terms of getting in fights with organisations. Um, <laughs> And this, I don't know, this Irish uh, music organization maybe didn't like us too much. Maybe I was wearing a Misfits t-shirt in this really like, it was a kind of like, I think they expected proper kind of trad. And then we walk in a bit more kind of not that kind of spitting on the walls. And so, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, just yeah. We're just a bit different. Uh, so you could kind of tell the organizers were a bit like what is going on here but um it was good crack we we played it and then we all just what did we do after the gig i have a feeling we went to the pub probably oh 100 percent. i guarantee it the fact that you can't re remember says pub says, yeah it does screams pub there yeah screams but uh yeah, first gig, it, it, it went a lot better i think that it all just kind of happened and then we were like all right it's not too bad because we don't rehearse either like we don't rehearse or practice right. that's something that I, I learned very quickly when i joined the band we just don't rehearse it we just do yeah. it yeah yes 
Uh, well, like, if we rehearse it, I mean, like, it could be an hour. And then we're like, all right, we'll just head out. Like, it's kind of the magic for us happens on stage, you know, like, because it's, again, just that feedback with the crowd and kind of, it, it puts you in a completely different playing space as a musician. Like, just, like, rehearsing's grand, like, but, you know, you can rehearse by yourself as well like you know and then yeah just all come together and then it's done you know we're all capable enough to be able to like play tunes <laughs> I, I i don't know why i seem so shocked then because it's, i mean it's similar to to myself like people assume that i practice 24 7 to get to the level but you know what i i hardly ever practice now because i just love doing it live yeah, yeah. you know yeah, so yeah. I, I can i can i get where you're coming from there um, but let's talk about magic when you use the word. I mean, talking about that, right? New Year's Eve on George yeah. Holland. That must have been incredible. I mean, not only that, you had uh, an icon in Rod Stewart there as well. Yeah, right? literally. And, and this ain't even me saying it because I, I jumped to Twitter as soon as you guys were on. And um, for me, you know, again, I don't want this to seem like, oh, you're on that, I'm blowing smoke up your ass because it ain't like that at all. If I had my missus down here, she'd tell you, it, he's absolutely obsessed with the band, right? But for me, I honestly thought you guys stole the show. And I know for a fact that I ain't the only one who says that because I've seen a lot of comments mm -hmm. saying that, but I thought you guys, it was almost like, right, let's do this and let's just see what happens. And it yeah. was absolutely incredible. Now, I don't know how it felt for your point of view but from me watching it my mum was watching it my missus my little boy's not old enough to even know what's going on yet you know what I mean unless it's Paw Patrol or Sharks he ain't got a clue yeah yeah but for us yeah incredible incredible let's talk about that how was that for you oh, I was class it, it was it was so special even just like having spider there with us like so close to Shane's funeral oh, and all of that sort of stuff it was just so beautiful to like there was kind of like healing or something in it like for him to be able like I feel like in my opinion after just like a past and like that and then just getting to play like music is just such a healer so we were just so thankful that he came with us like and and would do it with us but like it was mad the whole thing was magic like like wow it was filmed over like two days and uh, the day before well it was filmed over one day but there was like a kind of dress rehearsal day the day before and uh it was me ken uh and and finian just sitting down watching rod stewart like uh sound check and do a rehearsal and we were like what is going on like at what point this year did we think we'd be sitting like a few feet away from Rod Stewart like dancing around the place like singing like it was magic like and all the performers as well were class like there was who was on it Sugar Babes Marion Bradley oh. oh yeah yeah she's an Irish uh, singer like she's from from up north I'm nearly sure but uh, she was unbelievable as well and like Josh Stone and Ray and, and then the legend he, Jules himself of course. and you had uh, was it oh no Am I getting mistaken? Was P.P. Arnold on that one as well? Or is she on the Oh, she one? was. Was she there? She was too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was too. I mean, that's enough for a legend though, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I mean... Like, it was full of legends, like. But the actual recording itself was so funny. I mean, the people in that audience, they are full of drink. Like, 
the amount of drink that was in that room it was beautiful like it was unbelievable there was one point that i was falling around the stage with just a bottle of prosecco in my hand like it was it was literally new year's eve genuinely in there like it was Jesus. class i mean it was class that that there it would have been my absolute dream i mean i don't drink anymore right, for, mm. but that would have been my dream to be fucking getting on that and doing but yeah. it just, honestly it looked brilliant now let's talk you did three songs yes. was it three four four songs, three, three songs. freedom yeah. Three. yeah uh let me see if my memory serves me right holy yeah. grail uh, uh i can't pronounce that one. Bon, that's it now listen i've set myself a goal Right. Right. See, I love that song. I absolutely love the song, but I can't. I can't say the lyrics. It's too quick for me. Right. So, I've seen, uh, like, on YouTube. Is who? Who was the original? There's, I actually don't have a notion. There's a, there's a. There's these two guys singing, and it's so slowed down. Yeah. But I still haven't got the foggiest idea. But I just love the song. Absolutely yeah. love the song. But my, as I said. One day I'm gonna rock up to the karaoke and go. This is what I'm playing, mate. Yeah. Get on yeah, this. And proper belt it out. Yeah. But yeah. At the moment, I just can't even say it. But the, the crowd are going wild over yeah. that, aren't they? Yeah. They were loving that one. They loved it. Absolutely loved it. I think they got a shock when we started playing. I don't think anyone knew what to kind of expect. We were kind of like the. We we were the smallest artists there, like you know, like us and Marion Bradley. Well, it's, like we were like the little the little ones there, like, and I think when we started playing, and they were like, "What the hell?" Like they weren't expecting it. So it was cool to see Rod Stewart doing a little boogie to it, like you know, it was cool. It was kind of he was moving to it. He was moving. <laughs> that is the stuff of dreams, though, isn't it? I mean, just to look over and go. What is going yeah. on here? As you mentioned, like it must have been. When did you know you were going to be on there? When did you get the call for that? You know. Oh God. Was it quite recent? Like when I mean recent, was it like a couple, a month before or something like that? It was. So there was like we were kind of getting little bits. A few. I think it was a few months before. Just being like, look, this is in the talks. It might not go through. Like, you know, don't get excited if if it, you know because it might not happen. And uh, I can't, when did we find out? I can't really remember. It's all, I'm so, my memory's so bad. Oh, that's all right. Um, Don't worry. I can't remember, but I remember just after that, we were all just like, what? How are we going on? Did you, like, just watching it and, like, that's such a big thing in Ireland, the Jules Holland show. Like, it's like so many people watch it they said you're one like one of the producers said she was expecting five million people to watch it I, it was like what where like that's the amount of people in ireland like if a whole country watched us like that's mad i was like what so that is incredible insane like insane it, it's some experience like and even just seeing jules holland in the flesh like <clears throat> insane like he's one of the top musicians i've ever seen like i mean from the minute we got to that studio to the minute we left after filming he just played piano all day serious like i he did not stop playing piano like like tinkering at it he was just at the piano the over the two days for the whole thing like he's he never stops like he's a an animal like doing all mad 
like runs and everything with one hand, not even looking, like talking to a producer about something. Animal. Mental, in it. I've That's never second seen, nature. Never seen the musicianship in my life like that. And even the band that they have playing in the back, like some of the members of that were from Squeeze and stuff. Yeah. And they're, like, like they're just all of them. It was top class musicianship. Like I was just like staring at the bass player, being like. How is he getting that sound? So, like, how is it sounding that good? You know, it was yeah, it was class. As you say, the stuff of dreams, though, isn't it? Eh? Yeah, you, it's not. You can't even dream it. I never thought in my life that I'd just be on Jules Holland. So it was never a dream of mine. But now that I've done it, I'm like, what the fuck was that? That was literally like a dream. <laughs> brilliant stuff, though. Brilliant stuff. Let's talk about. This bad boy. Oh, there it there is. There it is. I mean, I'm holding it up, but I mean, if you're listening to it on Spotify, you're going to be like, what the fuck's he holding up? Because, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this this was the debut one, was it? Well, no, this is the re most recent one. That's the most recent lad there, yeah. That's the most recent one. See, when I discovered you, uh, um, this come out, was this November? Yes. This come out in November, right? And then I went on Amazon. And I saw this and I was like, oh my God, like, this whammy. is Christmas. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right? So like, this come through the post and then another one come through and his missus was like, you've got another one. I know you like them, but do you like them that much? You have to buy it twice. I went, no, no, no. Listen to this. This is something completely different. Bosh, put it on. And I don't know. I, I can't make my mind up. You know, I think they are both class and they're both, they're both unique in yeah. certain yes. ways. Do you know That's, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think but, you can really hear the growth of us through the first and second album so i'm very excited to like get the if we do another album yeah when we do another album just to hear how our sound's going to grow even more again it's just so exciting like do you have a favorite from the first one a favorite tune uh, oh uh, mm, mm, what tunes are on Uh, number one, Wonderwall. Number two, no. Um... <laughs> Do you know, the forest is over, right? Frost is yeah. over. Is is unbelievable. Oh, such... like, oh, yeah. and is it Eileen O? Eileen O, yeah. yeah. See, when I first listened to it, I love the way it starts off so slow and then it really gets in. And it reminds me yeah. of, um, you might think, what the fuck's he on about? But Lonnie Donegan, a bit of skiffle. Oh. The way, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. He had uh, like the Rock Island line. Mm -hmm. if, have you heard of that song? I have, yeah. Jesus, so, that's, a, that's a throwback. He's uh, the way that started off slow and then really got fast. I was like, it was like, I mean, I'm not comparing the two because you can't, do you know what I mean? But yeah, it, it, I like the way how you just started off nice and slow and relaxed, and then next minute you're smashing the doors yeah. in and it's proper giving yeah. it some. That's what we like. We we like this. Uh, even in our sets, we'll want them to kind of come up and down. So we'll start it slow and then kick it off really loud and bring it back down and kick it off really loud again. You yeah. know, but, just but, keeps the momentum and the movement of stuff kind of going. Like, do you, do you know what? It's actually funny you say that because um, Ken gave me one of the set lists mm. and I've got it uh, mm. in one of my rooms and I I looked at it funny enough before we went on this and. You do notice the way you, you start 
high and then you yeah. start down again. And it's like, yeah. and, and it is like literally like a roller coaster of emotions yes, in the gig, yes. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's uh that's kind of what we want. It's again, it's just that reaction of like when you think something's gone one way, then it goes the other, you know, you kind of react to it. So let's let's talk about obviously the, the latest B one. And that, that that got a hell of a lot of love as well. Oh my god. Didn't it? So much, like so much. It's, it's mad to even see just like reviews coming from it and everything. Like it was yeah, really, really well kind of taken my favorite song on this one has to be number 10 do you know what number 10 uh, is um no seriously this is your album man like i know but i don't know i don't memorize the back of it <laughs> <laughs> wexford where are oh, beautiful Charlie sings that one lovely and yeah. uh i was actually gonna say like I, f I forgot to mention it at the time but in belfast i'm i did i thought you didn't play it until i looked at the set list and you did play it and that must have been when i went to the toilet or when i went and got a drink missed not it worse. Uh, not worse but that is just such a beautiful tune it's it's such a gorgeous song like and it's such an important song to be sang like you just you don't want songs like Wexford to just fall into just kind of being forgotten in history like because it's just everything it's about like and even just the pecker done just how important he was for for ballad writing and then even just the traveling community you know it's important to keep these songs alive like it's it's it is absolutely stunning like i on spotify you know it comes up with your your, your top ones i'll yeah. tell you it's going to be well, well up there next year yeah. when it gives me my things. Rats, yeah. It just, it, as I said, like when you listen to the album, all the songs, are, are, I love them. Like, mm. there's not many you skip past because you love them, but when that comes on, I have to replay it a few times yeah. because I, I don't know, like the way it starts off, you know, and then I don't know, like you just, it takes you somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, it, it just, it's such a, it's one of those songs that it's just universally understood like just that kind of want for to feel pride and things like this and where you're from and loving your hometown all these sorts of feelings like are so universal so to have it sung by a, a person of, like the pecker from a marginalized community like as being a traveler it's just so important that it, it gets heard and it gets circulated and people sing it that's what i love about i think the mary wallopers as a band is that all of the songs that we sing like the the ballads and stuff are so important and they have so much uh they've a story to them every song has a story but then to see people all around the world relate to them stories and to sing them stories regardless regardless of where they are or, or who they are and all these sorts of things like it just shows the kind of just uh, how important ballads are and that kind of art of preserving music and always passing it down 100 percent. i couldn't have said it better myself out of all the songs like from the first album the second album do you have one that stands out for you that means a lot i I'd, I'd probably say gates of heaven um because it's it's a 
it's just a work of art. It's a beautiful song that Andrew wrote about the church and the corruption within the Church of Ireland and kind of what they've done to to us over the years. And uh, it it holds a lot of pain and it holds a lot of uh, a lot of weight to it because it's a very a lot of people in Ireland have been touched by something like the Magdalene Laundries and by uh, you know forced adoption and these sorts of things you know um so i think that song is it's like anytime andrew sings it i get a bit of emotion i'm just like it's just so heavy it holds so much uh importance like i'd say that or probably the idler because again idler's a great tune it's just so uh it's it's a universal topic that everybody can understand and just even the way Sean says in it that, you know, about the people who say Ireland is full, go back to your home. Do you know, that's so important in Ireland today because there's such a rise in kind of racism and far right kind of ideology. Like, so for him to be putting that anti, you know, that anti-racism sentiment into music now, it's just so important to have it. Like, it's so important to stand and be like, no, I, you know, this is my beliefs and to have it in your music and to come across so well is such a great thing. So I applaud, I applaud the lads for their songwriting. Like they're such, all three of them are such different songwriters that it's just so, it's so fun to work with. Like, And as you said, you, you know, just to sort of add to that, it's, they're staying true to their roots. Exactly. Love, you know, and as you yeah, said, yeah. they're singing about what they believe in. And yes. like, like you literally took the words out of my mouth because there's not enough people who sort of do that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, people might not like us, but they might not. Like, who gives a fuck? If that's what you believe in, you go sing your art out about it. And that's yeah. what I love. That's, that's what exactly, I love. Exactly, yeah. Was... I mean, absolutely. Because as a band, well, as a tree piece even, like the tree guys have always been very vocal about their kind of anger towards the Catholic Church and things like this. And even uh, Palestine, always been so vocal about these sort of matters like so <clears throat> it's just something that we'll we'll always continue to do is stand by what we believe and if that's not for people that's not for people you know it's as simple as that 100 percent, 100 percent. as i said to the guys when i was in there i said listen loved it loved the gig it was brilliant but leave the fucking english alone do you know what i mean <laughs> We always try and tell people we don't hate the English. No, I, I, you know, know, we hate the, the, bad, the bad lads. The bad, like, no. Your sound, you know what I mean? Like. I, it was <laughs> funny. Like, when they were saying, this, like, I can't think what song it was. Um, oh, what was the one where he goes, they were English pests or something? Oh, it's the one where it goes, oh, is it Rothschild? Oh, Rothschild. That's it. And, he, and then he said, and everyone was just looking at me because, my, like, I say everyone, the people around me, yeah, yeah, reaction, yeah. like, to see if I was offended. I was like, fucking go on, son, give it some. <laughs> <laughs> We've always said, like, we think that English people like being given out to about their past. They love it. They love it. Like, when we were just like, oh, yeah, fuck the Brits, they're like, woohoo, like, tell us more. <laughs> it's like a badge of honor, right? Eh? I mean, I don't know. It's some weird, it's some I weird kinky shit they're into. I'm telling you. They're just like, yes, give out the paddies are on the stage singing to us. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, funny, um, just 
come to my just just remembered there was a there was a lovely moment now i don't know if you got to experience it because you you guys all went back backstage to dressing rooms but at the end of your show uh they played the pokes mm -hmm. and I, because of how significant that song was yeah. because of the passing of the late great Shao mcgowan yeah like it, it was it was beautiful yeah. it was just such a beautiful moment um was that song played after all your shows or was it just did they just put it on in the belfast one because i don't really know so um yeah we decided like kind of after shane kind of passed that like it's only right to kind of you know there would be no mary walters without without shane mcgowan like there you know we wouldn't have a lot of bands in ireland wouldn't have existed like uh, so we decided to play Dirty Old Town, yeah, after the end of all the gigs. And um, uh, Sean McMahon, a photographer, who he he does all of our gigs and things like this. He made a uh, a compilation of after every gig of the crowds, like, singing Dirty Old Town. And it's just magic, like. Beautiful. It's, it's pure magic, like. But I'd say security hates us because you can see them trying to get people out. But the song is playing. And by the end of the gig, I mean, people are fucking, I, I mean, falling down around the place. Like, so they're all in groups, like hugging like this and all in the skirt. You're like trying to usher them out, but you can't move them. Oh. <laughs> let's, let's just touch up about, the, the, I mean, Shane McGowan. I was, I was very, very fortunate. I, I, I managed to meet him once and uh was in his company and and we had a long chat and um ah, it was just one of them moments which it was just special because i mean songwriting wise you put him up there with the best you know with the likes of your paul wellers you know absolutely yeah you know that's just the, obviously the people that i listen to but i mean songwriting ability he was incredible and as a yeah. storyteller the way he told it but um funny enough I've actually got a picture of him in in the bathroom when he played in West Belfast in 19, it might have been 1985 or 1995, mm -hmm. but I, I bought it in uh, in Belfast City Centre. There was this bloke and he had all these pictures and, and there was one of Shane McGowan fagging his hand near the mic and I was like, I've got to get that. Yeah. But I mean, what I noticed, um, obviously I'm Belfast and, and you know, down yeah. south, I noticed that when when he passed away, that's when I realised how important he was to the the Irish community. Yeah. Um, obviously, I can't speak for that myself. You know what I mean? But I mean, the way I saw it, it was almost like everyone lost a family. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. I think it, like everyone in Ireland, whether you're my age or older, like grew up with, like not even grew up, but was around the time of the Pogues or grew up like like I, I don't remember a time that I like didn't know who the Pogues were do you know because they were just played in every Irish house like they, the Pogues were just you know it, it was just it's common like it's just not like everyone in Ireland knows who the Pogues are it's like when even when Sinead O'Connor died it, it's that same kind of heavy loss of Ireland because I think we do uh, we do love our poets and our storytellers and our creatives because they're able to capture, you know, these feelings that we feel and things like this. But the likes of 
Shane McGowan were just such a national treasure because they really, they just flipped what people thought upside down and and made like they made the ballads more accessible for the working class and lower class and kind of blurred that stigma like you know Shane was a, just like an Irish legend who just touched everyone's lives in Ireland really like you know just him Sinead O'Connor Christy Dignam like three legends in Ireland that died last year and for those like three funerals, Ireland was fully in mourning, like about the loss of these great creatives, like. So, <clears throat> yeah, like Shane, Shane has touched everyone's lives massively. Like you know, I sadly I was I was never fort fortunate enough to meet him, but uh, the three lads used to go up to him, and they'd roll him joints. <laughs> They'd roll him smokes and sit and watch documentaries with him. That is class. Yeah. That is class, right? It's so class. And like Charles was telling me a few times, you know, Shane would be shouting at them going, oh, you're shite or whatever when they start singing. But he, the lads turn around and say, shut up you, will you stop? You know what I mean? Like, so by the sounds of it what the lads have always said was that Shane was a real messer like do you know what I mean he loved he, he was just a messer and uh an honest an honest honest man you know and I I'm sad I never got to meet him but I'm happy that the band that we had it. that experience of that and so now like we're hanging out with Spider Stacy you know like another legend from the band so 100%. it's mad like it's mad Am, am I right in saying, like, I might be wrong, as a, similar to what you said, memory. Mine's, I, think I remember a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff yeah. I forget. But would you, you would have been on tour when, when the news broke that yes. it passed, wasn't you? So yeah. for, them, for them shows that you did after that, did you feel almost like, I don't want to sort of say you sort of felt like you had to, I don't know, I think you get what I'm trying to say without saying it, like not live up to, right, these are all going to be dedicated yeah. to him, but you felt like you had to go out there and One, do the best show you could possibly do. 100,000 million percent. It was like a a thing of like, right, we have to step it up now, lads, because he's gone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we ha we, we're going to have to start putting the work in way more because the gaffer's gone now, you know? So, someone's going to have to do the job, like. So we definitely all... Yeah, it was it was such a it was something that wasn't even said. We all just fucking no. put our hearts into them gigs, like because we felt it so heavy. And then even like here in Dirty Old Town, like the when we heard he had passed, like after the gig, it, we stood like from the side of the stage and just watched the crowd singing, because we just it was cathartic. Like it was it was so beautiful to know that this like legend has. This a room of people singing after a full gig has no one leaving the venue like singing to a song like he's a legend like and uh, you know what he's done for Irish music and what he'll continue to do for Irish music will be I don't believe there'll be a stop to it like you know hundred percent hundred percent as you said though I mean what a beautiful way to end the gig though you know you've played your set and it's almost like the final curtain yeah. coming down ending on dirty old town yeah. and it was a it was a beautiful moment beautiful moment but I mean last year you had some incredible moments and I mean you toured 
toured America, yeah. didn't you? You, you, yeah. you went all over the world practically and it was sold out shows yeah. left, right and centre. It was like one of the hottest tickets to get. That must be absolutely incredible. It's, I don't even, it's insane. Like it's, it's hard to even put it into words because like, I feel like life is moving so quickly that I'm like, I didn't have a chance for the year to kind of stop and be like, oh my God, like I just played Glastonbury. Like, oh my God, I just did like, did the juice, like all these huge moments. It, everything just moves so quickly. Um, and you but, met me. And then I met you, yeah, twice actually, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's so many of these moments that just move by and go by so quick that are like so big in your life, but you just don't get the chance to stop and take it in. Like, so it's it's weird like that, but the soul like, I don't know what we're doing selling out that many gigs. Like, I'd just be like, who is coming to the game? <laughs> like, I'd be like, who is coming out? Like, it's mad. It's like going to countries that we've never gone before and selling gigs out like, like going over to America and having the response we had like the first time was, it was insane. Like, how do you, how do you think, or what do you think the key to that success is? As you said, you went to America, all of a sudden you're selling out shows. Is it the power of social media? Is it word of mouth? I mean, what, how, what would you say the secret is? I don't is? even. I mean, obviously. It helps that you're shit. You're fucking great at it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think one of the big things that the band has always done, even well, the three piece before the band has even come along, was to be completely themselves and to be humble, um, which is just such a big thing for us. Do you know, like to always be ourselves and and to bring that across to people. I think that's what draws a lot of people to us. There isn't any kind of airs and graces with us. Like, who we are on stage is who we are off stage. Like, we're just a bunch of messers who've just happened to, you know, get the chance of a lifetime to do this crazy, like, music stuff, you know? So we're just like, yeah, like, you know, it's, I don't know. It's that life moves very quickly, like when you're on the road, you know, it just oh, flies past. You just got to take it all in and enjoy it at the yeah, time. Yeah, literally, that's it. I just stay, I just stay thankful and I stay humble every day. Like I just remember who I am and where I've came from, and where I'm going, and that's it. You know, everything else absolutely that is that. a plus. You know, you gotta, you have to stay humble to yourself and your beliefs and stuff. Because you know what it's like in the entertainment. It's easy to bend and start to mould into kind of different people's ideas of of what they think because maybe it's more marketable or this and that. You know, it's it's easy for that to happen, you know. But if you just stay like an ignorant cunt like I am, then you'll be all right. <laughs> no, you, 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 you've hit the nail, though, haven't you? There's a lot of people in the entertainment industry who want you to or they want to mold you into yeah. what they think everyone wants to see yeah. but it's so refreshing to see people just stay true to yeah. their roots and not sell out and go fuck it listen if they don't like us for who we are we're not going to let them like us for who we're exactly. not exactly like it's exactly because all of us we grew up in musical like families where music was being played all the time and like we're all from like working class backgrounds you know these sorts of things where we are who we put out ourselves as, you know, that it is a, a 
proper representation of who we are is the image that we have out there you know brilliant wait you you got a tour coming up soon as well haven't you is it March? we do yeah i think it kicks off mid-march mid yeah have you got any got any island shows or anything like that? i mean no no not um not that i'm aware of now but last time i looked at the calendar i didn't see any um but it's yeah we're just so flat out throwing ourselves all around the world like we're going to australia this year um, Mental. What, what's going to be happening out there like carnage carnage, Absolute carnage. because oh, oh my god i saw like how would you say it like a bunch of people like us not scumbags um I don't know. You know, we like our pints and all of this sort of stuff. But there's loads of those sort of people out there in Australia. And if you're fitting well. And if not, even worse than us. So is, I think is, is Australia towards the end of the tour. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to jiggle them dates about a bit. So yeah, we're going we're we're doing America, Australia back to like berlin and europe and all those types of places all around the place i think you're doing london is it the brand house it is london, yeah. i'm gonna have to try and come to that i know um i actually i bought my dad for christmas the album and um i want to try and take him to a show because that'd be nice to take my dad to oh, a gig bring him to the round house uh, he'd, he'd love it i might do it i think it's a friday or something i have to look into that but i have to look i have to get on that I think. yeah but uh, it'd be great it'd be great it'd be good to see you guys as well. yeah because yeah, last time that magic you were doing was it was it wasn't <laughs> right on our mental health like was it crazy <laughs> i still tell see, you they... that i think you're like satanic in a way or something because it doesn't make sense why a man can be doing magic all like that do you know one of the best quotes someone ever gave me was uh will Sargent from uh echo and the bunnyman and mm -hmm. he come on the, the was it the we did liverpool with the brian jonestown massacre and, and anton invited will onto the tour bus and he said show him some magic i showed him some magic and he his quote was i'm in league with the devil and i said I come over and I said, listen to this listen to this i think it's a great idea i've got to get it tattooed on me and the missus was like you are not getting that fucking tattooed <laughs> on you <laughs> That like, oh. that would be a class that too. Great, like tramp stamp. Listen. I ended up getting, I ended up getting, getting this. <clears throat> you can't really see it. It's like, can you see? It? Oh, but nice. it's like, so it's like he who fears death cannot enjoy life, right? So Ooh. on the band, a lot, a lot of them had it, mm. and it, I found that when when I got it done, I thought it was to do with Brian Jones and Massacre, right? But it weren't until after that it's uh, a band called the dead skeletons it's one okay. of their songs and ryan ryan who was the keyboard player was in the dead skeletons now he's in the brian jonestown and they've sort of took on board the, the anton's got it there's about three of them who've all got it and i thought fuck it i've got to get this yeah but um Absolutely. yeah what a cool story eh? <laughs> did you see we announced the gig with the libertines there when? When is it actually? Um, Did you? I yeah, seen yeah. That. Let me have. It's Brighton on the beach or something. It's oh fuck me! I'm all over that. Yeah, so you'll have to go down to that definitely. Anyways, do, do, that's another story. 
I, I was on, that's the first tour I ever did was on tour with them boys. Yeah. Right? And Carl, we were in, I think it might have been Plymouth and Carl wrote on my, wrote on my arm, Libertine, right? <laughs> and he said, I said, I'm going to get that tattooed. He said, oh, well, do you want to get it tattooed now? Because we've got a bloke coming in who's doing tattoos. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, just, just get it tattooed. Get it. And I went, um, let me just let me just go and check with my mum if that's all right. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was completely bottled it. Completely that is bottled brilliant. It. But then, obviously, two and four feet contact. But when I saw him, went to a show that he did on a New Year's Eve, like four or five years ago, and I said to him, right, Carl, I'm definitely going to get it done. Definitely going to get it done. Do it again. He wrote it on my arm. And next day, bottled it. But he messaged me. He's like, did you get a tattoo? And I was like, listen, mate, tattoo. Shocks shut, so I ain't happening. But I'm gonna have to get it done. I'm gonna have to get Definitely. It done. But uh, I just looked here. It's the 29th. No, it's not. It's the 28th of July. My, my, Brighton Beach. My birthday is the 29th of July. I'm all Happy. all over that. I'm um. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to jump on that with the family. The Libertines, the Charlatans, Mary Walpers, the Big Moon, the Future Heads. What a life up that is yeah it's funny one, isn't it? <laughs> i honestly didn't, didn't see this that is fucking mind-blowing i'm gonna have to jump on that if i'm here honestly definitely I mean, definitely my last question was gonna be what have you got lined up for this year but i mean i know you're gonna be flat out with the tour you're doing it like you've already answered it yeah it's it's mad you don't get a second you don't get a second like I'm literally looking at the calendar here. It's just flat outlet. I could just scroll and scroll and scroll and just like, oh, 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 oh. But you know what? And I know you do anyway. Just enjoy every oh, moment. Look, because... I mean, do you know, any, all the hardship, as hard as like this kind of job can be, because it is very hard, you know, being anyone getting up on stage all the time. I think uh, just when you're on stage, it all makes sense. Do you know, you know why then. It doesn't matter they have to travel hours to get there. You know why you're doing it then. So I'll enjoy everything. Well, I mean, listen, I could honestly speak to you for hours because you're just so easy to get yeah. on with. And uh, no, I mean, it, you know, you're such a lovely person and, and you're, you're very talented as are the rest of your fan mates. And uh, I could watch you guys for you know for a long time yeah. and uh, I, i'm looking forward to it. i'm going to try and get to the either the london show or the brighton one i'll definitely yeah. try and make one of them well we'll have a talk we'll see who's going we're, we're, <laughs> it'll be a good it'll be a it'll good be, crack be a good bit of crack <laughs> i'm still trying to work on the accent you're was, getting uh, it you're getting it i'm, I'm getting there yeah. i'm getting there but listen uh, thank you very much for joining me on this evening and Look after yourself. God bless. And I hope to see you soon. Mr. Magic Mod, the same with you. Thanks for having me. You're more than welcome. All the best. Take Mind care. yourself, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go.